How do you find the serenity to accept the things you cannot change, the courage to change the things you can, and the wisdom to know the difference? Welcome to episode 289 of The Recovery Show. My name is Spencer, and I'm recording this in a park in North Texas, hearing the bird song, looking out over a quite swollen lake, and reflecting on how the serenity prayer has been so active in my life this weekend. It was last weekend, I think, that I started thinking about the serenity prayer, thinking about doing a sort of a meditation on the serenity prayer for the podcast, and I didn't manage to get to that. Last weekend was turned out to be full of stuff, but and I wasn't quite ready to talk about it, I guess, and, and now I know why, because this weekend I had application of that prayer many times in the last few days. We flew down to Texas to spend the weekend here. My wife's family lives here, so we're going to celebrate Mother's Day with them. Also see some of her friends from high school. When we visit here, my wife has a trailer that she stores nearby and a person that she pays to bring it to the park, set it up in a campsite. So we have our own place to stay that is familiar and, and has you know our stuff in it. And then at the end of the stay, the same person takes it back to the storage after, you know, emptying the tanks and so on that need to be emptied. And that's, that works pretty well. So we got here on Thursday. We're sitting in the airport waiting for our rental car because, okay, here's the first application of the acceptance of the things I cannot change. Somehow, when I reserved the car, I think there was some kind of time zone glitch maybe in my head, maybe in the website that I was using reserved car, I'm not sure. But the car ended up being reserved for three o'clock central time instead of two o'clock. So maybe I said two o'clock. I don't know how that happened. I just don't. So it is. We get to the the desk at the car rental and say, hey, I have a reservation. Here's my name. Here's my credit card, et cetera, et cetera. And she rings it up and she hands me the contract to sign. And I'm like, um, that amount is more than twice what the reservation said. She's like, oh, well, that's because your reservation was at three and it's not three o'clock yet. And so the computer had to redo the whole thing. And this is the rate we have for you now. And I said, well, that's not acceptable. And she said, well, you can wait till three o'clock. Okay. So she canceled that one out. And we basically sat there in the little car rental office for close to an hour, reading books, playing computer games, whatever, until three o'clock. And then we got the car at the good rate that we had originally reserved. I mean, we didn't say, ah, what the heck? Why, this is horrible. We just did it because that's the way we roll these days, I guess. So that's good. We get in the car. We drive over to the town near the park. We go to the Walmart, get some groceries and stuff for the stay. We drive to the park. The ranger says, okay, so the lake's kind of flooded. Don't go down any, past any barriers on any roads. And oh, by the way, I heard from another camper up near your campsite that they don't have water. So you might not have water at your campsite. We're like, well, that's um, okay, whatever, I guess. So we drive up to the campsite. The trailer's there, but it hasn't been hooked up to the water or electric. All right. The guy who brings it's supposed to do that. Uh, the electric cord just barely reaches to the plug-in. In fact, we had to tape the cover on the uh, box closed and so that the, the cord doesn't pull out of the socket. But we got electricity, and we lift the handle on the water, and nothing comes out. Okay. I go back down to the gate. 
Tell the ranger, yeah, we don't have water either. He said, well, we've called maintenance. They'll be here at 7.30 tomorrow morning. Like, okay, we can make it a night without water. We call my sister-in-law and say, hey, can you bring us some water in a bucket? And they come and we have pizza for dinner and they bring us like a two and a half gallon jug of water, a bucket so we can get some water from the faucet down the hill that does work. And in the morning, the maintenance crew comes and they come up and they verify that, yep, the water doesn't run. The valves underground are turned on, but the water doesn't run. So they go away, presumably down to the pump house, and eventually they come back with a backhoe. I'm like, well, huh, okay, it must be more serious than just the pump isn't working well enough or something. If they start digging up next to the faucet at the, the campground next to us, this is going to take a while, clearly, but maybe they'll finish that day, which is Friday. And they're digging, and at one point I come out and I see one of the workers like climbing out of this hole, which is at least waist deep on him. It's pretty serious. About like 3.30 or so, they pack up and leave. I guess they got their eight hours in, and it's time for them to go home for the weekend. We haven't seen them since, so we don't have water. We don't have running water. We have water in jugs, and, you know, we make do. We don't, we're not like, ah, it's horrible. We don't have water. I guess we're going to have to move into a hotel and spend a lot of money. No. We can make, it's like camping, right? And if you're camping in a tent, you don't have any water. And yeah, you're camping in a travel trailer, you expect to have running water. And I said to my wife, you know, the, the plus side of this is we're definitely not going to fill up the black water and gray water tanks and, and have to try to empty them before we're, we're done here. She's like, yeah, that's true. Little grin. So there's some acceptance, some, some living with what is a thing we cannot change, cannot make the water run. Well, here's a little bit of a postlude to the water story. Turns out they did fix it on Friday. We just didn't know it. We made some assumptions, which, you know, maybe not such a good plan. But as it turned out, our supply hose didn't reach to the place where we needed to attach it on the travel trailer. So we were running sort of water-free for the weekend anyway. It's been a rainy weekend, Friday and Saturday, and particularly Friday night. Friday night, it poured down rain, thunder and lightning. We're all cozy inside the trailer, snuggled up under the comforters and in the cold. Oh yeah, I didn't mention that, the cold. The other thing we discovered was that it seemed like maybe the furnace in the trailer wasn't working. And it was, you know, it's 50 degrees out. It was a little chilly inside and I've liked it to be warmer. So we turn on the furnace and the blower keeps blowing cold air. Like, well, that's not good. And overnight, it became very clear that it was only blowing cold air. It got colder instead of warmer or not, not getting colder. So that morning, my wife calls around, finds a mobile RV repairman who's willing to come look at the furnace. He says, they're all pretty much the same, so probably I can fix it for you. And I'll be there between 1 and 2 in the afternoon. And we're like, that's good. That works. We want to go visit a friend in another city nearby. And we want to leave before three for that. So if he can come between one and two, that might work. And it's the best we can do. You know, we can't make him come earlier. He's got other jobs he has to go to. Well, one o'clock comes around, two o'clock comes around. He's not here and we haven't heard from him. So my wife calls him, says, what's up? He says, well, this job that I'm working on is running long. I'm still working on it. I'll call you when I'm half an hour out. And we're looking at each other and like, okay, it's two something now. He's not going to finish this job for well, he's going to call us 
it wasn't clear to me what half an hour out meant, whether that was half an hour before he was going to be done with that job or half an hour from when he was going to get to us. But either way, if we wanted to leave before three, it's starting to look like that wasn't going to happen. And sure enough, he eventually calls, I don't know, I think 3.30ish maybe. says, well, I'm done here. And I'm coming from this other town. And I looked at the map and I'm like, that town is 50 minutes drive away. So he's not going to get here before. He's going to get here after four. We wanted to meet our friend at four. So I have to, I text him and say, look, we're trying to get a repair done on the trailer. Uh, the repairman's running late. We are not going to be there at four o'clock. That's very clear. At this point, Google Maps says it's an hour and 20 minute drive to my friend's place. He says, you understand that the later it gets in the afternoon, the longer that drive gets because of traffic. I'm like, yeah, I, I get that. But we can only do what we can only do, right? One of those wonderful program phrases that sponsors love to trot out makes us sound wise. All those those phrases where we repeat ourselves, you know, it is what it is. You can only do what you can only do. If nothing changes, nothing changes. All that wonderful wisdom encapsulated in, in cute little phrases, right? Anyway, and he's like, yep, that's true. So we talk, my wife and I talk, and we, we say, you know, it's not that cold. We have great comforters on the bed. We can be warm at night, and it's supposed to get warmer through the weekend. So we can survive this thing if we can't get the furnace fixed until Monday. So she calls the repairman back and says, you know what? Don't come today. Um, can you come early Monday? He said, I can come tomorrow. I can come early tomorrow morning, Saturday. And we're like, cool, if you can come at 8 o'clock, that would be fantastic, because we wanted to leave about 11 to go to a party. He's like, yeah, I can do that. Well, so I said Friday night it was pouring down rain, right? 8 o'clock Friday morning, it's still pouring down rain. And the access to the furnace is outside the trailer. My wife calls and says, so what up? What's up, Luis? And he's like, is it raining where you are? Because it's pouring down rain here. And she says, well, it seems to be slacking off. And he says, okay, I'll be there by 9. And a little bit after 9, he does show up. And it's still raining, but not too hard. He looks at the furnace. He says, well, you got a couple problems here. One is it's all full of mud dauber nests, which he cleaned out. But the more serious problem is that the igniter has rusted out, and I need to replace it. And I don't have one with me. And we're like, great. <laughs> ah, okay, again, we have no control over the fact that he doesn't have, um, you know, an igniter in his truck. And he said it, it. that's a part that doesn't usually break, so it's not one that he normally stocks. So he's going to have to go get it and come back. And we're like, well, you know, we want to go to this party this afternoon. He's like, that's okay. I can, I can finish it from outside. Don't need to get in. You just leave the thermostat turned on so there's power to the furnace, and, and I can fix it, and... I can, you know, send you a bill. Just, I just need a, a deposit. He and my wife exchange emails, and she pays him a deposit, and he goes, and we go. End of that story is he came back in the afternoon and fixed it, you know. So, again, by accepting, I mean, we got to the same place we would have got if we were totally pissed off about it, but our life was more serene. We were able to enjoy the other things we were doing and not stress about, are we going to have heat? <laughs> Again, the serenity prayer working in my life there. We went to this party with friends of my wife's from high school or earlier. One of the women there, she's known since second grade. And they've all kept in touch. 
there was a group of eight of them that used to hang out in high school, I guess. And six of them were at the party. And we heard news of the other two who have had struggles with drugs and alcohol. One of them seems like he's doing well. The other one is still struggling in, in their addiction, apparently. We don't, we don't really know, but that's what it seems like. Had recently contacted several of the members, several of the friends to say, hey, I'm getting evicted from my house like tomorrow. Can I come stay with you for a couple of weeks? And all of them had the, the courage and the wisdom to say no. And there was a lot of conversation about that, including some some words that I probably would have said, similar to what I would have said before I came to Al-Anon about, I don't understand you know, why this person keeps doing this. They just have to decide that it's not good for them and they have to stop. You've probably said those words, thought those words. And I know I can't change people. I know that trying to convince them that, yes, it, it, it totally is only within the power of that one person to stop but it's a little bit more complicated than what you're what you're saying. <laughs> a little bit more complicated. But we had a good party and it was my wife just marveled that after more than 40 years all 8 of them are still alive. 6 of them are doing well and the other two are are surviving and it seems like one of the other two is is doing okay. Um so that's pretty good. You know, it's pretty good average, I think. So what we were doing Friday We're going to visit my buddy John, John M., who has the podcast Sober Speak. The original plan was get there at 4, record a podcast, have dinner, record another podcast, and then we would go back. We have to be back to our campground by 10 o'clock because there's a curfew. The gate closes, and we really want to be inside the campground before the gate closes. Getting there at 4, we would have been able to do that easily. As it was, we got there about 5.30, so... We started with dinner, went to a nice taco place that he recommended in his city. It was good food, good company, and we're sitting there talking, and John turns to my wife and says, have you ever been on Spencer's podcast? And she says, nope. (laughs) And he said, well, have you told your story before? She said, well, a few times, not recently. He said, what would you think about telling your story as a couple on my podcast? She thinks about that a little bit and says, okay, why not? So we go over to John's house. We go up to his studio, which, like mine, is a repurposed spare bedroom. And we record a podcast episode where we talk about what it was like for each of us individually and what it was like for us as a couple, what happened, and what it's like now, again, for each of us individually and as a couple. He said, I've never had you know, an Al-Anon and an AA on the program together. So this was a new thing for him. It was a new thing for us. As my wife said when she was talking about it to her friends the next day, she said, I think we each said some things to each other that we had never said before. And I think that's true. So that episode should be coming out, I think John said, in about four weeks. We will try to release it as a joint episode on both podcast feeds. You can look forward to that. I can look forward to that. You know, on Friday, I found myself wishing that it wasn't rainy, that it wasn't cold, that it was like it is today, warm and sunny. I found myself second-guessing our choice to come this weekend. If we'd come later, it would have been warmer. Well, last time I was here, it was April, and it was about like it is now. And so this is not what we expect in May. 
really isn't. Again, cannot change the weather. Absolutely cannot change the weather. And I had to tell myself, Spencer, you can't change the weather. You can't second guess yourself. You're here now. This is what it is. And what are you going to do next? You know, what are you going to do now? What can you do? Think about the things you can do. And when I think about the things I can do, I think about what's the right thing. It's the first thing that do first. Then I get through and I get through with a lot more peace and serenity than if I'm railing against the weather. So that's my story for this week. It's a little bit different episode. Don't have the standard introduction and so on because I'm standing here by the lake with just my microphone. No script, no readings. That's the way it is, as Walter Cronkite used to say. Happy Mother's Day to all of you who are mothers or have mothers. Thank you for listening. Please keep coming back. Whatever your problems, there are those among us who have had them too. May the understanding, love, and peace of the program grow in you one day at a time, today and tomorrow and the next day. Bye.